What's up, people? Another episode of Just for Sports. Jamoke Davis here with you, and we have a special Wednesday Thanksgiving edition. I'm doing one episode this week, and uh, it's all about what I am thankful for in sports, as this will be a tradition every year. What I probably need to do is keep a running document of some of the things that I'm thankful for throughout the year. Instead of what I've done over the past couple of days is looking back on the year. And then also, of course, it's not over. Got a whole nother month of sports. But I've got, I'm going to do it. That's how I'm going to do it. So first, uh, I'm still going to do my gut check picks. We got two great games. Well, I don't know if you said I'm great. Really, three I feel like Saints-Bills is probably a good game. Raiders-Cowboys is probably a good game. Bears-Lions, not so much. But just in general, football on Thanksgiving, I know that if you're fans of those teams, you're going to enjoy it. So I'm going to do that and the rest of the picks in this uh, episode. But first, as I think about... um, this year and what I've been thankful for. I first want to thank everyone that's been a guest on Just for Sport. Uh, The staff at the Props Network for giving me this platform to express myself in sports has been a joy. Um, I've enjoyed every minute of it. I didn't quite make it to, what, three months where I was giving you a pick every day. My record was okay. It was over 500, so I was excited about that. But I did kind of phase that out. Probably should have kept it going. Maybe I'll do that as a New Year's resolution for 2022. But I really want to thank all of the guests that have come on the show. I really appreciate it. And to Sam and Kyle for um, helping me keep the lights on if you will and keep my sanity in sports to be able to express my thoughts and opinions in the way that I hope uh, especially for the listeners that I want to thank the people who subscribe to just for sport that I have given you something to think about I have entertained you and you will continue to subscribe in 2022 Uh, share the pod with your friends and Anyone else you think uh, may enjoy it as well. So I really appreciate it. And although we probably as fans shouldn't be back 100% in stadiums, as I shift to other things that I've been thankful for in in sports, I do like getting back to normal a little bit. And while we don't really hear or maybe don't care about fans spreading COVID uh, at some sporting events being super spreaders, Um, especially nowadays. We don't even think about it. We don't even talk about it. Not just as an organization or as, you know, uh, sports journalism. All we think about are the players that, oh, which player is testing positive? What player may not play? What player is in quarantine? And we don't really think about the fans. And I know there was that story about the Bucks and Suns both you know, kind of the NBA relaxing their COVID protocols and the story came out, I think it's like two weeks ago, about that there was a super spreader among the Bucks and, and Suns 
most of their some family and staff. NBA kept it quiet. They were able to make it through to the finals, and so be it. So be it. But uh, you know, I hope that as as I am also thankful to see fans in the stands. You know, uh, some of my colleagues that work for sports teams and you know, to think that they still have jobs and it wasn't another year of a shutdown that caused more people to lose their jobs. I was, I am thankful for that. I was and am thankful. But as I also look at things that have happened in sports, uh, there's a lot that I've enjoyed this year. There really is. And from a personal standpoint, I do want to say that I am excited to see the completion of a documentary that I had the pleasure of working on with some colleagues. It's about Trent Williams. It will be coming out December 14th, um, and I'll be sharing more about that in the future. But it was it was a lot of fun to work on it, and I hope that when it is out December 14th that Trent Williams will also be talking about it as well and spreading uh, maybe going on some podcasts and some TV shows to talk about it. I hope you enjoy it, and I hope that you find the work that we all did to be entertaining and you learn a little bit more about what Trent Williams went through uh, with cancer, coming out of cancer, leaving the Washington football team, being traded to the 49ers, becoming the highest-paid offensive lineman in the history of the game. And uh, hopefully San Francisco can win the Super Bowl. That'd be a great finishing touch on this story. Although the team is not doing great, but you never know. You just win the games in front of you. You never know. But I also started work with my colleagues at 10th Collective on a documentary about Robert Covington and HBCUs. And that has been a joy to be uh, a part of and to be kind of like the leader. I hate, I don't know, I try to be modest. Yeah, being the executive producer of it has been great and um, thankful to everyone that's worked on it with us, all of the 10 Collective family. And that documentary will be out next year. And I'm looking forward to that as well. But it's been a fun journey so far, if you will. I was thrilled when Dexter Henry called me about doing Steelers games on the ColorCast app. Um, it's been a blast uh, having Ike Taylor and Ryan Shazier come on the show as guests has been fun too and icing on the cake uh, is all the listeners and shout out to Michelle for joining me last week on the ColorCast app uh, but to all of the listeners and people that came on the hot mic and messaged me and Dexter throughout the show um, it's been it's it's been a joy to call these Steelers games and uh I hope we get to do it again next year. I really do. Uh, the season's not over yet. Uh, so we got, you know, we'll finish out the season here at the end of the se- December. And hopefully we, we do some playoff games. That will be exciting. That will be really exciting. But I'm thankful to Evan and everybody at ColorCast app for giving me and Dexter this opportunity. I hope it has been fruitful for them as well. And for the listeners, you are, you are enjoying it. Um, and... Uh, we will be able to continue because it's going well. All right, now to sports that I have been thankful for being able to witness. Uh, Indian cricket was fun to watch. Uh, Novak Djokovic trying to go for the Grand Slam, although he didn't get it, has been was was has, was a joy to 
witnessed and actually witnessed in person seeing uh, Steffi Graf at the 1988 Olympics was the first time I didn't know what was going on when she got the Golden Slam. She won the Australian, the French, Wimbledon, and U.S. Open, and she won the gold medal in the Olympics. That was amazing to witness in person. I uh, was at the Olympics, and I thought maybe Novak would get it, and he just, unfortunately, he didn't get it, but that would have been great to uh, witness. There were so many things that actually did come to fruition that I just thoroughly enjoyed. And I'm going to start with the Super Bowl. Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers winning the Super Bowl was just, it was really exciting because of Casey Phillips. She is a colleague of mine. Uh, she used to work, I like to say, with me more than for me at the Washington Wizards. We, you know, it's a group of five of us that have been really tight ever since we started working together. And we were all excited for her and to see the Tampa Bay Buccaneers win the Super Bowl. And obviously Tom Brady having left the Patriots and who was going to be better for it, Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots or what ended up being a, you know, you couldn't have scripted it better for Tom Brady to win the Super Bowl after leaving the Patriots. And it was just a great thing to witness. I was disappointed. My Tampa Bay Buccaneers fathead didn't make it on into the stadium and maybe even on television. I thought I had a great picture, but so be it. That's how it goes. Uh, Phil Mickelson winning the PGA Championship. That was an unexpected win that was fun to watch when you think of one of the older players from a former generation uh, we're always looking for the next Tiger Woods, if you will. Uh, Phil Mickelson would all, was always and will always kind of be like a 1A to Tiger Woods. But to see him win it over the age of 50 was just special to watch. When you think of some of the older players in their generation, uh, as bummed out Serena didn't get to tie Margaret Court or pass Margaret Court this year for the number of Grand Slam wins in tennis. But for Phil Mickelson, you know, to be of that next generation, I mean, he could he competes on the senior tour now as well, uh, was, was really a, a joy to watch. I was bummed I didn't have money on it, but it was still fun. I love the story of Giannis Antetokounmpo and the Greek freak, if you will, and the Milwaukee Bucks winning the NBA title. I thought Chris Paul and the Suns winning it all would have been the better story, but you know, you just love the rags to riches story for Giannis, undiscovered, um, but drafted highly because someone felt within the Milwaukee Bucks organization that this guy was a unique talent, and it showed. It showed, and and finally to see him crying on the sidelines as uh, he was realizing that his dream of winning a title for Milwaukee came true. And uh, you couldn't have asked for it to happen to a better person, at least from afar. I don't want to act like I know Giannis, you know, personally, but it seemed to be it was a wonderful story. Um, from a personal standpoint, uh, shout out to Bob Dandridge, a former Washington Bullet who really was integral in the Washington Bullets winning the NBA championship. And he went into the Naismith Basketball Hall of Fame. And it was a joy to not only know that I know him, 
the funny story that my dad and Bob Dandridge actually kind of were in the same circles in the Richmond area. Um, and I am thankful that I was able to see it. I was texting with him the day he was going into the Hall of Fame and, and the days after. Um, it's just really cool to know that someone that I know um, and, and can consider someone that I've really had a joy to have conversations with him and my dad and Bob and myself in London, England, talking about Richmond and basketball and Virginia. Uh, I just enjoy being a witness to that as I was in 2019. Um, and so to see him go into the Hall of Fame, congratulations to him. And that was really exciting. I'm thankful for the Atlanta Braves winning the World Series, not just because the Braves was a team that gave me my first professional sports job or experience, um, but you know, the, you just heard so many great stories about Freddie Freeman, um, the manager of the Atlanta Braves. Um, always mess up his name. Um, Brian, gosh, I should have had it. It's at the tip of my tongue and I can't remember what it is. Um, but I was happy to see the Atlanta Braves. Brian Snicker is his name. It's a great story of him winning the World Series. But I was happy. You know, I'm sure there's some Braves. I don't talk to anybody that works with the Braves who knows if there's some of the same employees are there. But one of my colleagues that I met there, she did text me during the World Series like, oh, isn't this cool? The Atlanta Braves are in the World Series again. And, and then when they won it, it was really exciting. So I congratulated her. On the flip side, I'm thankful the Astros didn't win the World Series because I still think of them as cheaters. I don't think they were really remorseful for what they did. And I don't think MLB punished them enough. And I know that Rob Manfred gave the players immunity so they would talk, but I thought that that was really ridiculous. We know what they did. You can hear it with the trash cans. You don't need to give them immunity. We know they were cheating. And so I'm, I'm even though I'm bummed for my former intern, Matt Blum, who works for the Astros, that at least you got to witness the World Series, although they didn't win it. Um, until that, Until every player from that team is no longer there, maybe I'll come off of this stance, but you were cheaters, and I don't think you should have won. The 2020 Olympics finally taking place in 2021. It would have been worse had the games not happened. I still wear proudly my Tokyo Olympics Team USA t-shirt, um, but I'm happy that the Olympics actually were able to take place. I know that there were a lot of people that didn't think it should have. And I was one of them that was unsure if, hey, I don't know if we should be playing the Olympics. I don't know if we should have fans in the stands, et cetera, et cetera. But they didn't have fans in the stands. Um, but, you know, the Olympics were what it was. And in the end, um, I wasn't sure if I would enjoy it, but I really did. I watched every day. There were so many wonderful stories that made me remember why I love the Olympics. Um, and here are a few of them, obviously. Number one, USA Basketball winning the, the gold medal again. I mean, come on. You got NBA players. You expect them to win it. But that was exciting. But there were some other experiences that really made you enjoy just being a part of it and and if nothing else, recognizing that some of these athletes are sacrificing for four years just to get to this point. 
and to hold up any metal, gold, silver, or bronze, is, is quite special. But uh, Lamont Marcel Jacobs, a relatively unknown, winning the 100-meter dash. He was born in America in Texas, but he moved to Italy when he was six months old, and he raced for Italy. No one really knew who he was, and he won the gold medal. If you remember, yeah, that's the same event that Usain Bolt wins. Well, now the reigning gold medalist is Lamont Marcel Jacobs. That was a wonderful story. Allison Felix, you know, her last Olympics that she was competing in, she uh, got one of the gold medals in her final Olympics in the 4x400 relay. Surfing and skateboarding, being part of the Olympics, that alone was exciting. There were several great stories from those events. But just look, just the fact that surfing and skateboarding were there was exciting. Uh, we had three-on-three three basketball in the Olympics. The USA women won the gold medal, and Stephanie Dolson, who had the pleasure of working with uh, when she was with the Mystics, I actually uh, was very happy to see her win it all. And though it's just on social media, but I thanked her. I, you know, I said congratulations to her because you know you 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 know I, winning any gold medal has got to be one of the the the. Uh, when you think of kids dreaming outside of winning a championship in any sport, probably winning a gold medal. If not, that's not the number one dream. That's probably second to winning a championship uh, in any sports. Mutaz, Essa, Barshim, and Gianmarco Tamberi sharing the gold, or it might be Tambury, sharing the gold medal in the men's high jump instead of having another jump off. They were given the option to either still jump more, if you will, I guess, compete in another high jump, jump off. They decided, nah, we're good. We'll both take the gold medal. And that was cool to see them both share the medal. That's something that you rarely hear about or are able to witness. And that was fun to see it happen live. And, and I watched it, or I guess not live, live to tape when it was on. Um, but that was fun to see their emotions and the joy as they hugged each other as they knew that they were just going to share the gold medal. Who could forget Simone Biles, who was the ultimate teammate, as we all should be uh, uh, appreciative and thankful that she was able to think of her own well-being above being an athlete as she took the time off she needed. Unfortunately, it came during the middle of the Olympics, but the U.S. team still medaled, so everyone's happy, right? I mean, I know I feel like I'm happy, with how the outcome of the Olympics and it is what it is. And we were able to see other gymnasts come to come to light and win medals of their own that Simone Miles Biles may have actually won those medals. But instead, you got to see some other athletes uh, take center stage, if you will. So um, I was uh, I know everyone, you know, that was probably in the news and dominated the news for several days during the Olympics. Um, but that was cool. Katie Ledecky, she got a gold medal. You know, as she may not be a may not have been competing in her last Olympics necessarily, but there were some younger athletes, uh, swimmers that were trying to make a mark of their own. And Katie Ledecky, in a couple of uh, meets, held off the younger swimmers, if you will, and won one. Um, won the gold and won even more medals than that. She didn't just win one gold medal, but happy for Katie Ledecky as well. Um, so that's what I'm thankful for. That's where I am. 
and uh, I'm completing another year of the show just for sport. That alone is an accomplishment unto itself. Uh, it's given me an outlet for sports that I always crave, and I hope it leads to bigger and better things in 2022. And as we get to my gut check picks for this week, hope it leads to me finally winning a parlay. I mean, it's very difficult. But this week, what I'm going to do, I am going to do a double parlay. It's my gut check picks. I don't really look too much at the stats, although I know them because I've been following football. But I try to just go into my gut check picks just kind of looking at the odds and not doing too much homework because realistically, it's all a crapshoot, right? Right? Even if you want to say, oh, well, Jamoke is not the you know, the top professional in, in betting, doesn't matter, doesn't matter. These are my picks. This is what I am picking. And the bottom line is no one is perfect. If you, you got to know that, right? All right, here we go. My gut check picks. Bears are favorite at the Lions at minus three. Don't quite know what's going to happen with Andy Dalton at quarterback for the Bears. We don't know if, oh boy. Justin Fields, you know, he's in concussion protocol. Uh, can the, you know, it's one of those things where that would be an epic win and really make Thanksgiving probably for everybody in Detroit. So happy to see them get the win there. But I just don't know. Uh, Justin Fields is doubtful. So if Andy Dalton at quarterback going up against Jared Goff, I think I'm going to have to take the Bears at minus three there. Raiders at the Cowboys. Cowboys did not look good against the Kansas City Chiefs. But at the same time, their defense was pretty good. 19-9 game. I know y'all all thought it was going to be a shootout. I'm taking the Cowboys at minus seven to get the win there. The Buffalo Bills favored at minus six and a half. Playing at the Saints, Taysom Hill gets a new deal. Don't quite understand why. Not like Taysom Hill has ever been named the official starting quarterback for the New Orleans Saints. I'm just not quite understanding that deal, but that's not what we're talking about here. Um, We are talking about the... New Orleans Saints at home playing the Buffalo Bills Thursday night. Buffalo Bills had have not played well, so I am going to take the Saints at plus six and a half. Yeah, you know, I mean, I mean, part of it's just I just don't like where the Bills are as a team. Um, they're just they've really been on a slide, similar in my mind to the um, the Steelers last year. You know, I just feel like as a team, maybe they could bounce back, but not in this game. I'm going to go with the Saints. They're 5-5 five and five on the season, 2-2 two and two at home. They've lost three in a row, so they really shouldn't win this game. But the Buffalo Bills, I mean, come on. They, they lost to the Titans on the road. They lost to the Jaguars on the road. They beat the Jets, but it's the Jets. In their last game, they got crushed by the Colts 41-15 at home. Nah, I'm taking the Saints. Sunday, we got the Eagles at the Giants. The Eagles are favored at minus 3.5. I'm taking the Eagles. The Buccaneers at the Colts. That 
That is going to be a really good game. I'm taking the Colts at plus three to win that. The Titans at the Patriots. Now, I don't really know in my head if I believe in the Titans. Yeah, they are the best team in the AFC, if you will, at eight and three. But in my mind, I think it's going to catch up to them. They lost to the Texans 22-13. They were on a six-game winning streak before that. But I'd like the Patriots. I think they're they're looking really good at home. Uh, they are 7-4 in the season. They won five in a row. I see them winning six in a row. I'm taking the Patriots at minus six and a half. The Steelers at the Bengals. I don't know what to make of these Steelers. I don't really know what to make of the Bengals either. The Steelers, they could very well be 6-3-1. and one. They could be. They should have won that game if the defense had held up at the end of the game against the Chargers, but they lost at the Chargers. They stormed back in the fourth quarter to take the lead in that game with just under two minutes to go, but the Chargers eked out a win. They eked out a win. Mike Williams with a spectacular touchdown uh, or got some yak. It wasn't a run, but you know he did a lot of running after the catch. Steelers at the Bengals. I am going to say, yeah, these are the Bungles. They're 2-2 two and two at home. I'm going to take the Steelers at plus 4.5. The Panthers at the Dolphins. The Dolphins are at home. You know, I actually thought that the Carolina Panthers would beat the Washington football team, although I was happy to see Washington win. They won two in a row. They beat the Bucks at home. Then they go on the road and they beat the Carolina Panthers. The Carolina Panthers are 2-4 and four at home. They are 3-2 and two on the road playing the Dolphins. Now, if I look at the Dolphins, they're 4-7, and seven, but they've won three in a row. They are the underdog in this game. I'm going to take the Dolphins at plus two. I know they got the Panthers have Christian McCaffrey back. They've got Cam Newton under center, but I'm going to take the Dolphins at home in that game. Uh, Jets at the Texans. Who can win this one? I don't know. Uh, I like that the, the Texans finally realize that Tyrod Taylor is an answer at quarterback. I'm going to take the Texans to win at home at minus two and a half. Falcons at the Jaguars. I do not like this game. The Jaguars are two and eight. They've lost two in a row. They're two and four at home. But it's the Falcons. I don't know what the Falcons, who are they? They're four and six. They're 3-2 and two on the road. They've lost two in a row. They are the favorite at minus one. You know what? I'm taking the Jaguars there at home. The Chargers at the Broncos. The Chargers are favored at minus two and a half. The Broncos are 5-5 five and five on the season. They're 2-3 and three at home. Boy, this is a tough one. What team are we going to get? I mean, realistically, the Chargers shouldn't have won that game against the Steelers, but they did. I'm going to take the Chargers at minus two and a half to win that game. Vikings at the 49ers. Vikings, uh, I like what they were doing. I They got a big win last week. I did not expect, well, I mean, I picked them to win, but I, I was a little more concerned 
that the game is closer than I thought, and I probably should have given more credit to the Packers. But the Vikings won 34 to 31. They're going on a row at the 49ers. I think the 49ers are they are favored at minus three and a half, and I think they will get the win here at uh, in San Francisco. The Rams at the Packers. Packers are the underdog at plus one. I'm going to take the Packers to beat the Rams on the road. Uh, we got the Browns at the Ravens. The Ravens are favored at minus three and a half. Who's going to be quarterback? Who's going to be a quarterback for the Ravens? I don't know. Last time I remember, boy, the Browns put a hurting. The Browns put a hurting on the Ravens that I never expected to see. The Ravens are at home. Uh boy, oh boy. They're seven and three. This is their first game against the Browns last year. No one expected them to get dogged the way they did, but I'm gonna take the Ravens at minus three and a half. And then Monday night, we've got the Seahawks traveling west to east coast. Washington football team are favored at minus one. I'm gonna take the Washington football team. I think they win their third game in a row, which is good for the DMV. I got the Ravens winning on Sunday night. I got Washington winning on Monday night. If you are in the DMV, and I would definitely do this, I would love to say I got a little double header. I'd go to the Ravens game Sunday night, and then I'd go to Washington to, to see the Washington football team play on Monday night. That would be exciting. So those are my gut check picks. Let's go over them one more time. I've got the Bears on the road winning at the Lions at minus three. I've got the Cowboys winning at home minus seven over the Raiders. I got the Saints winning at home, at, but they are the underdog at plus six and a half over the Bills. I've got the Eagles over the Giants uh, getting that road victory, but they're favored at minus three and a half. I've got the Colts beating the Buccaneers at home at plus three. The Colts are the home team, that is. The Titans going to the Patriots. I'll take the Patriots at minus six and a half. The Steelers on the road at the Bengals. I'll take the Steelers at plus four and a half. Dolphins hosting the Panthers. I'll take the Dolphins at the under as the underdog at plus two. Houston Texans as the home team. They are the favorite at minus two and a half. And I'll take Houston. Falcons at the Jaguars. The Jaguars are underdog, but only at plus one. I'll take the Jaguars. Chargers playing at Denver. I'll take the Chargers at minus two and a half. The 49ers hosting the Vikings. I'll take the Niners at minus three and a half. Packers hosting the Rams. I'll take the Packers as the underdog, but only at plus one. I'll take the Packers. Browns at the Ravens. Ravens are favored at minus three and a half. I'll take the Ravens at home. And the Washington football team to get their third win in a row at home over the Seahawks at minus one. And there are your gut check picks. I'll be really thankful if I win them all. How exciting would that be? Oh, boy. But, you know, I don't know. That's a tough one. Put down a dollar to win 15000 Yeah. We'll see how that goes. We'll see how that goes. But you'll hear about it if I win it all. That'd be quite amazing. Again, thankful. Thankful. I'm thankful to be doing Just for Sport on the Props Network. Thank you to everybody at the Props Network, to everybody at the ColorCast app, to Dexter Henry, Sam, Evan, Kyle, this has just been a joy to do, and I look forward to 
another month before we get to 2022. Uh, thank you to all of the listeners for Dexter and I on the ColorCast app and for everybody that's been listening to Just for Sport and subscribing. I really appreciate it. Enjoy your Thanksgiving weekend, and that'll do it for Just for Sport. Ciao for now.